Good evening, folks. Welcome to the last podcast of 2019. I hope everyone's been having a wonderful evening, a one fantastic year. I know it's been a rough year for a lot of people, but I'm here to tell you that it gets better. It really does. I'm Marcus. Welcome to Campbell Soup Kitchen. All right, so uh, we find ourselves on the cusp of the uh, new year, and I hope for those of you who are Marvel fans, you started listening to or watching Avengers Endgame uh, approximately at uh, 9.29 p.m. and 30 seconds, okay? So if so, you'll get a surprising surprise right at midnight. Uh, anyway, so I want to talk to everyone about creation and uh, space and growth, as I normally do. You guys know how I am. I'm all about, I'm big on growth. You know, um, if it wasn't for Stephen Fulilongi and Liata Fulilongi, I probably wouldn't ha- be so pro-growth and pro um change yourself and build yourself in fact i also wanted to thank joe rogan and his podcast because he said some really monumental things in a couple of the podcasts i've been listening to and he has 10 years worth of podcasts i have to go back through and listen to but um just started listening recently and i pretty much listen to three or three to four of his podcasts daily and i find that there's a lot a lot a lot that we have to work on to become better in ourselves and I love the way he's approaching things. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about, um, well, that's just section one here. So we're going to just talk about growth for a minute and, potenti- and potentiality, if you will. So um, for, for potentiality is, for me, is the ability to have, uh, to see and recognize your potential and to make steps to get there, right? And not take the easy way out. Now, of course, you know, there are the schools of thought that say work smarter, not harder. And that's always a fantastic school of thought. That's probably one of the best schools of thought to always think on. Um, because, of course, we all want to achieve our goals as quickly as humanly possible so we're not stuck in a rut trying to achieve our goals while other things, while life is still happening. Unfortunately, achieving those goals sometimes does take time. In fact, it is okay for it to take time. In fact, I want everyone to think about this for a minute. Take your time. It is perfectly okay to not be at the same pace, work at the same pace as everybody else. One of my biggest misconceptions and misnomers um, that I've noticed, at least about myself, is that I was excellent in high school. High school was a breeze for me. Um, classes were way too easy. I, so I blew through them. I didn't really give them too much thought. And, you know, graduated 3.6, 3.8 GPA. I wasn't shooting to be, you know, scholar of the year or anything. I'm not trying to be that dude. I don't want to give the speech. Don't like to. <laughs> Go figure because I have a podcast, right? Um, but what I did, uh, what, what I did do is I did score well enough that I could be recognized enough to go to college. And the problem that I, about going to college for me was that I knew what my potential was. I knew what I wanted to do. And I had no backing to get there if you will. So I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be an artist. And there is no money in, in the music industry if you don't sing. There's no music. Well, I mean, granted, yes, there is. There is. But you have to be an extraordinary talent, and you have to have time to put into that extraordinary talent. I never took music theory, so I couldn't be the musician that I wanted to be. Okay, fair. I get that. That's not a big deal. I can work around that. I can work around that. I can work past that. 
So I said, okay, I want to join the FBI because I love to be a government agent. I want to, you know, have one of the cool jackets and be involved in all the big um, busts and raids and, you know, save people's lives and so on and so forth. You know, FBI, CIA, you know, NSA, let's go. 9-11 happens. And when 9-11 happened, I was still a freshman at ASU. That was devastating. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know what to do now. And then we also had the same thing happen with, uh, like, as we see, as we watch things, we see that they had so many of these movies where FBI headquarters were getting bombed and taking it. I'm like, mm-mm, pass. Now, that's not all of what happened that strayed me from my course. Uh, I also, there are a lot of things that strayed me from that course of action. Um, one of the biggest ones, if you will, was, you know, again, me not paying attention. Got hit by a car. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So I started working and uh, started working, started going to the community college, trying to take some classes, trying to at least better myself. And I wasn't good at bettering myself because I just, I was overloading myself. I was doing too many, I was doing too much all at once to try to make things change so I could be better. And that's just exactly how that happens, right? I tried way too hard or not hard enough all at the same time. And that happens. Okay. So we fast forward to today. Sorry, folks. I have neighbors who are firing off fireworks and I'm outside recording. Um, So we have, um, you know, so we fast forward to today, 20 something years later, and I just changed careers. I went. I, I was working in kitchens for like 15 years, so, and it was going nowhere. I was working 50, 60, 70 to 100 hours a week, and I was going nuts. Like, I get up at four in the morning, go to work, work until 10 at night, come home, shower, eat, you know, play a game, sleep for about three hours, get up and do it again, and I did that for 20 years. And that kind of caught up to me. It caught up to me as soon as I, as soon as my, um, my uh, wife and I split up and everything else, it caught up to me. And I got married late. I got married at 20, uh, 30, 29, 30. And um, I stopped working in restaurants and, uh, right after we split up. And all those years caught up to me. My knees gave out. My... Um, blood pressure is bad my sleep rate my sleep sleeping habits are terrible all because I worked way too hard and I'm finally doing something that makes sense I'm working at a pharmacy now I'm a pharmacy technician I am also um, you know I'm also obviously recording with you guys on my podcast here uh, which I'm so happy and delighted that I'm going to be working with a couple of new uh, extra people um, on this podcast I'm going to be recording with uh, a young lady who owns a um, site in Phoenix called the Secret Garden, and it is a beautiful, beautiful home that we will be—I'll be, I'll be uh, doing photographs in, uh, photography work in. And it's a beautiful home, um, and I will introduce her. Um, we're going to actually do a podcast this Saturday. It'll be the first one of the year on uh, January fourth. 
so we'll be recording that podcast while I'm mapping out my shoots and everything. And it's going to be a fantastic podcast. We're going to be talking more about creation and development and uh, becoming the best of the best, uh, the best you can be, right? Uh, it, with human potential. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> shameless plug, so then we'll continue on. But, you know, the thing is that I didn't realize my personal human potential. I didn't recognize my worth. I didn't recognize where I'd be in life until I hit 35, until I, I had a, a breakdown, a, a serious, severe breakdown. It was, I'm not cooking anymore. I'm not, I'm not making meals for the masses anymore. I'm not, you know, wearing chef coats anymore. I don't have this prestigious job where my name is on my chef coat anymore which it was only on my chef coat for two for three years at the college. Um, everywhere else I wore my executive coat out there. Like, yeah, you're not, you're not in charge here. <laughs> no one else has your name on their coat. Take that off. You wear one of ours. I'm like, okay, sorry, my bad. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there was that change, that, was, that change I wasn't ready for. And, um, the prestige that left with it was just kind of, it was painful it was painful to lose that prestige that I worked so hard for and um, garnered so much time, spent so much time working towards. Um, but it's fine. It is what it is. So we passed that. We, we moved on to the next part. And the next part is, you know, the easy part. The e- and the easy part was what happens with your life once you, once you stop. I'm like, well, you stop and you try to make new, get new prestige if prestige is your thing. I don't need the prestige. I like the business. I like the creation. I like the free flow of things. That's why I enjoy cooking so much because I love being an artist with the food. I love making um, a person's palate dance. (laughs) That's the most amazing part of my job is that if I can make you, if you make eggs at home and you put more than three ingredients in your eggs, right? you know, in, in a simple set of eggs. Are they still eggs? Oh, well, yeah, they're still eggs, but, like, man, like, salt, pepper, garlic, right? And, and well, obviously, well, salt and pepper in the egg, and there's just the right amount of each. And, you know, of course, the butter to make the eggs, and it makes them so amazing. You know, the how you treat your eggs before you put them in. This makes them so amazing and it's the simplicity of it that makes it the art I um I mean a perfect omelet one time a very 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 perfect rolled omelet um and it looked fake everyone looked at it and said that is fake as hell but what made it so perfect was the fact that I used butter and I took my time and I put it on low heat and I moved my eggs, and they didn't get super fluffy, but they got super shiny because I mixed a little bit of oil in with the eggs when I was blending them. It, it, it has its purpose. Everything has its purpose. So we go from that, and we move on from that, and we see that our human potential has to do 100% based on what our idea of potential is, on what drives us. And personally what drives me is to always always continue to move because I don't want to be stagnant I I don't want to be stagnant ever again I was stagnant with one job and the stagnation made me a terrible human being it made me hate life um, for a little bit 
I, I had zero, like, I have a really good friend of mine. His name is Ted Robinson. And I met Ted at the college, and every day him and his, little, and his girlfriend, Juliana, would come in. They order breakfast burritos every morning. And, <clears throat> and I don't remember how this happened, but I, like, we used to pre, I used to pre-make the burritos. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want one of those. I want a fresh one. I'm like, dude, I just put those out there. It's like, I want a fresh one. I want, I want extra this, that, and the other. So he wanted me to make it like a double-sized burrito. I said, Arr. So every day that he came in, I made this double-sized burrito. And then I realized, like, this is a loyal customer because I'm making a, this, per- this really good burrito for him, right? You know, and the egg is folded nicely, and he's got a great amount of cheese in it. You know, it's different when it's made off the grill versus when it's made first thing in the morning. And usually he would come in and order a double-sized burrito five minutes after we opened the doors, which is six minutes after, I, or two minutes after I put the burritos in the warmer. So needless to say, you can see where I'm coming from with this. You know, you know, it, it, was, it was like, I, dude, I just made like 400 burritos. Like, why would I make another, like, 400 first burrito? Because he wanted perfection. And I highly respect Ted for that. In fact, he's probably one of the few people, he's probably one of six or seven people I know that if I'm coming up, if I'm developing a new recipe, I can say, hey, I'm developing this recipe. And he'll be like, I will take a sample. I will be at your house when it's finished, right? And I have three or four guys in my, in my personal friends who will do that. They will see it online and they will show up that support that's showing human potential that's showing support for my art I've been taking a lot of photos lately and uh, I recently looked at my Instagram and I posted 160 valid photos that weren't of me or work right or me or in the work process and <clears throat> it was amazing it was killer to see that and then to see that I'm getting so much uh, pickup from the local community, but I only have 96 followers, which is fine. I'm okay with not having a whole lot of followers because there's some of the photographer because I'm not an oversaturated photographer. I'm not overworked like everybody else. <laughs> I have my, you know, six to ten little people that I want to work with, and they're not little. They're actually, um, they're, I, all of them are actually pretty big and pretty well known. Um, in, in Phoenix at least and I have my 6 to 10 that I get to work with and it's sick it's amazing to me that I get to work with these people like they're like oh yeah I want to work with you I'm like are you serious like it was so killer in fact uh, my Christmas gift this year was the fact that I had um, one of the gals who has been published 16 times that she wants to film uh, she wants to uh, shoot with me that was killer that would, and then another signed model says she wants to shoot with me I have several people from out of town who want to shoot with me I'm like yes this is amazing to me and this is my human potential because I want to become a better artist all the way around and they're allowing me the ability to become a better artist all the way around they're helping me become that better artist so you know, 
we're going to be looking at that and talking about human potential um, a lot in 2020. We're going to be talking a lot about creation in 2020 and space for creation. So I'm going to go ahead and switch gears. All right, so in switching gears, we're going to talk about creation and space, and space for creation. So um, when I started talking to Stephanie and Stephanie started looking at some of the things I do, she said, wow, this is really amazing that, you know, what you're doing, you know, the photography is actually pretty nice. You're not a bad photographer. She also thinks I'm not a bad singer, you know, but I adore her for that because she, you know, she's probably one of my biggest fans. Um, and it's good to have fans and supporters because those are the people who will tell you like it is, you know, who will continue to push, even if they disagree with your methods, they will continue to push to make it that much better for you. And um, I have to, I want to say thank you to her because she does push me to be that much better of an artist. Um, so, <clears throat> with creationism and then the ability to create, you know, I, I always like to reference this to um, one of the shortest segments in one of my favorite animes. I am an anime nerd, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. There's a protagonist, or not a protagonist, an antagonist by the name of Scar. Nobody knows what his real name is because they only know him as Scar because he has a uh, X-shaped scar on his face. And Scar is uh, angry. He's an angry character. Now, that's not the point I'm making of people being angry. What are you people doing? Um... He's an angry character based on the fact that um, some of the main protagonists in the, in the show killed his brother, okay? Uh, killed his brother, killed everybody in his family. They committed a genocide. Um, and genocide's pretty bad to talk about, too, but, I'm, you know, this is animated genocide, so it's not, like, anything super, super bad. Um, anyway, with this... With how he was as a character, you would think that his character would uh, look at things from a perspective of, "Oh, you've just you know you've wrecked my life, you ruined my life. Like, what am I going to do?" And that's not what he looked at it. Like, that's not how he approached it. Instead, he approached it as a very uh, Hold on a second, folks. Okay. He approached it as a second to um, get to the things that he was trying to get to. He was trying to accomplish, uh, find, figure out what he needed to accomplish. And what he needed to accomplish was, yes, to avenge the people who all died to, in the creation of uh, a philosopher's stone, you know, which most of his people did. But his brother was a scholar, not a, not a fighter. And his brother was a scholar of alchemy and he has uh he had the concepts of the the main two concepts of of alchemy tattooed on his wrists on his arms uh destruction uh construction and destruction creation and destruction and that's never that's a recurring theme amongst all facets of life okay uh, mythology theology uh, video games, 
TV shows. It's all about creation and destruction, if you, if you really think about it. The Bible. We talk about creation and destruction. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, he creates all and takes it away if he feels like it. But in this case, I only want to focus on the, on the creation. And I want to focus on the creation of beautiful art, of um, artistic thoughts, of, you know, why do, I, uh, why do we as human beings like looking at the other, at the other, uh, the other species, at the other gender, or, or the same gender for that matter? Um, what is it about a man in a suit that drives a woman mad? and crazy and like ooh right we're about to hit the 20s and so many women are like yes these guys are coming back into tailored suits um i actually have a long overcoat um that i I like to wear during the winter and i usually wear it with a hoodie um so i have a very new york style about it but i would love 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 to um start wearing vests and slacks again to work now I did it as an experiment today, and one of my coworkers says, you don't have to be this fancy at this job. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be fancy. <laughs> I prefer slacks. I really do. Um, only time I don't prefer slacks is when I'm going to get dirty. And, um, and even then, I'm still in some kind of uh, range pants or, or, or uh, work-appropriate, uh, work um, like, law enforcement-style pants, Right? So I'm either in those or slacks. Like, I think I have two pair of jeans to my name. But that's not the point I'm getting to. But we are creating a space. We're creating something different. We're creating what we uh, appear, what would appear to be amazing. Which is, again, women are in love with this gangster style, this classy, you know, well-groomed, takes-care-of-himself style. And it is something that we just don't do anymore, right? You know, um... I see a lot of young men, baggy pants, three pair of pants, you know, skinny, you know, skinny jeans. Okay, whatever. You know, you want to wear skinny jeans, wear skinny jeans. But if you can't take 10 seconds out of your day to go get a tailored pair of pants, right, and a tailored shirt, at least a tailored pair of pants and a tailored jacket, like, why? Right? So we talk about that. That's a little bit of creation that we're talking about. Uh, again, and, and then for me, on the flip side, is like, what do we see artistically in women? Now, I'm a little bit different than most guys, right? <clears throat> most guys are looking at women and they look at women and they say, like, ooh, she's wearing lingerie, right? That is good. Like, bring that here. Like, come on. Uh, me, I look at it like this, like, no, 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 no. It's not about the lingerie and the, the, just about the lace and, and, and the silk and the whole nine right no 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 a woman can be put together and be a perfect piece of art any way that she wants to as long as she wears it the way she wants to um i've seen women wear uh certain dresses right uh and every woman has a different body type for a different kind of dress okay uh some women are perfect in summer dresses and halter dresses in these retro dresses and they look amazing because their hips flare out and it pulls out the dress and they, and they wear it and they, they wear the style, right? Don't let the style wear them. They wear the style. Um, and that's why I think a lot of women kind of had that misconception, right? It's the same thing with the suits. You know, not just any man can walk into a store and buy an Armani jacket and, and, and turn into a movie star. No, 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 no. 
certain men require certain kinds of jackets. Like, okay, I like long coats, but I'm not tall enough for a long coat. I'm not big enough for a long coat. A two-button, however, a two-button or three-button coat looks amazing, right? A two-button coat is actually perfect. Because a two-button coat, you know, it, 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 or a, a one or two-button coat buttons, you know, gently in the front, and it looks it looks amazing. And I got the tuxedo, the classy, the classy uh, Gatsby look. Pardon that again, folks. It gets a get, that classic Gatsby look, and that's what I'm creating is a classic look. I'm a classic man look, okay? Um, women are the same way, right? Like, I can't give you $1,000 and say, go buy a Vera Wang dress and let's go, right? Because a Vera Wang dress won't look the same on you as it would on, like, J-Lo, right? And this is any woman. Uh, now, I do know some women who absolutely would look fantastic in a Vera Wang, right? Some who will look amazing in a baby fat. Some who will look amazing in, you know, in a Chanel. I also know some women who can pull off you know, a lesser brand, and that lesser brand looks better than the top designer brand. It happens. It can happen. It works. And it's the formula that we're all starting to work on. Um, one of the conversations I had earlier today we talked about, you know, getting out of my own, like, 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 let me see the concepts you got. And I sent the concepts, and they're like, these are amazing. In fact, everybody I've sent the concepts to for the theme, for the, for the shoots I'm doing for the next 12 months has absolutely said, these are fire, I'm falling in love with them, these are amazing, like, heck yes, right, like, perfect, like, let's do this, and I like every part of that, um, and I'm going to get back to you guys a little bit later, all right, folks, uh, sorry about that last section, I, I had a, um, had to take a quick, um, breather, just so I could, uh, clear my thoughts for a second, but, uh, essentially, though, with human potential and the creation that we have available, we have to always look at things that we're going to be doing. Um, the potential space, the creation space, the uh, positive impact space, which is going to be our, you know, our final goal, our end goal. It's like, where are we getting to? And our end goal doesn't have to be an end goal, right? So that's the problem with people with end goals is that they have an idea of things that they want, uh, want to approach and things that they want to get to and where they want to get to. And... Um, they unfortunately just don't have a, re, uh, a way or a recourse once they get there. And um, we have to always be willing to understand that the end goal isn't necessarily the end goal, right? If you work for a company and your end goal is to be the CEO, well, no, that's not your end goal because once you become the CEO of that company, then what? Then you want to expand it so it can become better and you want to make it your own. And you want to transform it into something that, into the vision that you have, the total vision. And if you can't do that, then what are you doing having business being the CEO of that company? Um, I sit at the top of, uh, of concept ideas. All of my concepts um, are mine and they, and they are the creative genius that, of, of my mind. You know, this is what I want to operate like. This is how my business model sets. This is how my standards are. This is how, why, how I'm going to prevent turnover. This is how I'm going to prevent um, corporate espionage. In fact, my business model 
should be the business model of other companies following up um, so they can prevent people from being turned over. The only thing that they can offer someone better who works for me or works with me is a better deal, right? I'll pay you more money to do the same job or I'll give you better benefits for that same, for that same um, deal. Uh, as a photographer, as a, star, as, a, as a fledgling photographer, I can't charge anybody for photo shoots, but I can darn well give them the best experience that they're going to have. As a as a chef, I can't charge I can I can charge people for food, but you know what? I want you to have the best experience humanly possible. As a dance instructor, same thing. You know, it's not about the money; it's about the experience. It's about making sure you're well taken care of. Um, when I discussed uh, opening a, 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 a expanding business and hiring employees, I said I have an empl- I have a loyalty program for my employees as well as for my uh, clients. If you spend, you know, when you spend more than one year with me, you get taken care of as my clients, right? My photography, photography clients, if you stay with me, you get taken care of. Um, and that's not just stay with me exclusive. It's not an exclusive contract. It's not in the contract. It is a come back to me once a month and we will make, I'll make sure you're taken care of. Um, as a, as a executive protection agent, it is, I take care of my staff. You will protect your asset. That's your job, right? I will upgrade you every time that your job is completed for the year. That is my job, right? My job is to make sure that the contracts are taken care of. My job is to make sure that we have clients coming in and take in, uh, and wanting to establish business relationships with us. Your job is to make sure that they stay happy. And that's the business model I have always followed. In fact, when uh, I worked at Neaters uh, under Stephen Fulilongi, that was one of the things that we, he and I talked about. Like, hey man, we need to take care of our uh, take care of our staff, right? All these other places have this huge ha- like the reason why uh, they're making so much money or they're still in the black is because they have happy staff, and you know what? Our staff was happy. I we uh, we did so many internal promotions. Um, split the management role for night manager between three different people gave them all pay pay increases um you know i I, you know let other people take catering um so they could get tipped out on catering i personally go and get my guys breakfast burritos and uh chinese bowls or stir fry bowls i make them all breakfast like whatever it takes to make sure that they are operating at peak proficiency and peak efficiency. And, you know, we got faster. When I, when I, started, when I started there, they were pretty quick. When I got on lunch, we were banging stuff out. Like, I was on there making sandwiches, and, you know, the lunch rush was flying. And then they hired two other guys, and then I left. Or I didn't leave, but I went to Knight's. And then we started making money at night. And then I trained somebody else to take my spot. And they took my spot and I went back to days. And we started kicking butt all day long because everybody was following the models that I set. They were following the example of everything I said. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And we moved all of everything we had to move. And we were successful. Because I didn't treat it like I'm an employee. I treated it, treated it like my business. I'm like... I'm not making any profit, so I can't pay you anymore, right? And that's just it. 
But you know what? As an artist, I make a profit every time someone smiles. I make a profit every time someone's happy. I make a profit every time someone says they're full. I make a profit every time someone gets up and says, I want seconds. I make a profit every time I look in someone's face and I can see joy in their face from everything we do. That's what I make a profit from. That's what makes me happy. And that is what makes our end goal that. My end goal is not an end goal because my end goal has an infinite end goal. My end goal is to make people happy who are around me. My circles happy. My people happy. Everybody around me happy all the time. My positivity should be spilling out of me and into you. That makes me a happy camper. And that makes you a happy camper. And because of that, those are things that we can always look forward to. All right, folks, I'm going to get going. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my New Year's Eve. But what we're going to do here is I'm going to publish this. This is, again, a really rough um, podcast as usual. You guys know how I am. I don't ever write anything down. Um, but look forward to the new format. Um, it's going to be more like uh, the inter- like the interview I had with Miss Chantala Davis. Um, I'm going to be uh, interviewing the owner of Secret Garden. Her name is Nicole. She's a sweetheart. Um, I'm probably going to be interviewing a couple of the models as well that I work with, uh, as well as... Um, people just around in general like i'm trying not to i'm trying to take this um a little bit make this a little bit better of a podcast um for all of you and for myself as well so thank you very much for being uh fantastic listeners and being um subscribed listeners and i will talk to everybody soon peace